This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Hi, and thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast. I really hope that you found it helpful. And if you've got any questions or if you'd like to chat about anything that I cover in this podcast, then do please come and join me in my free Publicity for Pet Businesses Facebook community. It's a Facebook group with almost 2,000 people inside, all of whom have a pet business, either a product or a service business, and they are all united by a common desire to let more people know about their awesome product or service. Each week we have accountability threads where we can share our wins, where we can share what we've been working on and where you can ask questions about anything related to getting your pet business out there and getting more eyes and ears on the product or service that you have to offer. So if you'd like to come and join my free Facebook community, search for Publicity for Pet Businesses Community on Facebook and it'd be brilliant to see you there. I'll also pop the link in the show notes for the Facebook group on this episode. So if you're listening on an app, swipe up and it will take you to my Facebook group. So now on to the main part of the show and I look forward to seeing you in the community. Thank you once more for supporting the podcast. Hi and thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of the podcast where I'm going to be talking about how to use Twitter to get press coverage and the reason why I've decided to do this podcast I'd actually done it as a blog post many years ago but um, last week I did my free get your pet business in the press five day challenge and in there I was talking on the final day a little bit about using Twitter to get press coverage and there were quite a few comments in there where people said oh I don't use Twitter I'm not on Twitter and there was a little bit of resistance to using Twitter. So I know that Twitter is not the most glamorous or exciting of social media platforms. We've got so many different platforms now from when I first started out on social media and working with small businesses even to help them get press coverage a few years back. So we've got TikTok, we've got Instagram, which are much more cool and trendy. Meanwhile, Twitter is kind of in the shadows a little bit when it compares to the other social media platforms. And that is a real shame for Twitter because I love Twitter and I've made so many brilliant connections on there. And I've also helped clients get loads and loads of press coverage from there. So I'm going to be talking about Twitter today and why, if you are looking to get press coverage, I would love for you to consider it. Now, I don't want this to be one of those podcasts where you feel like you're being told what to do because I've been really conscious recently on social media that I'm seeing so many messages about what we should be doing and you must do this and you should do this and you have to do this and you have to do that. I'm not saying that you have to do anything. What I'm saying in this episode is if you want to focus on getting press coverage and particularly landing press coverage in really big titles like The Telegraph or um, Dogs Today magazine or The Times, or, you know, great big websites like yahoo.com, or Unilad, or Lad Bible, then Twitter is going to be the place where you're most likely to go and get them. So let's talk a little bit about Twitter, and what it is all about. So I did a little bit of research before this episode, and I will put all the links to the research in the show notes as well. Um, There are 436 million users on Twitter, and 206 million users are on there daily. Now the user numbers for the other social media platforms are a lot higher. So Facebook was 2.89 billion 
active monthly users. YouTube was 2.29 billion. WhatsApp was 2 billion. And Instagram was 1.3 billion. So the figures for the other platforms, so Facebook and Instagram, did have much higher active monthly users. But that's not to say that we should dismiss Twitter. So those figures that I shared were global, but in the UK there are 17.5 million users on Twitter and it came fourth in a list of the top countries who use Twitter the most. So if you're based in the UK, then you, um, you are still going to get a lot from using Twitter. So what do people use Twitter for? So while we might use other social media platforms like Facebook or Instagram to keep in touch and to see what people are doing, Twitter is used primarily for news, for getting news, for finding out what's going on in the world. So 48% of Twitter users say that they use the platform to go and find out what's going on in the news. Hence why I'm banging on about it if you want to get press coverage. So that's a little bit of background it's great for going on there and finding trending topics um, so finding out what people are talking about what the conversation is that day what's happening in politics what's happening across the world what's happening in the news also what's happening in sport or in your industry as well so you can go onto twitter and you can have a look at what's trending and be kind of ahead of the game when it comes to your social media but also be ahead of the game when it comes to getting in touch with journalists um, and the average time that people spend on Twitter each day is 11 minutes. So a lot, probably a lot less than they might spend on other platforms. But if you're a regular listener to the podcast and you listen to Karen Rhodes's interview last week, you'll remember that she mentioned spending 10 minutes every day on Twitter and how that has landed her loads and loads of press coverage. So I will be sharing some more examples of people who've used Twitter and the kind of results that they've had from the platform later on in this episode. But I hope so far you're still with me and you're now thinking that using Twitter might be a good idea if you want to get some nice press coverage. So let's talk about why we should be on Twitter in the first place. Well, talked about it being a platform for breaking news and I've talked about it being a platform where people go to find out what is happening in the news. So the reason why you should be on there is because it's where the journalists are hanging out. So they're on there every day finding out about what's going on in the news and they're also looking for stories. They are looking for case studies to share personal experiences. They are looking for experts to share their insights on the stories of the day or any stories that they might be working on. And they're also looking for interesting people to interview. So I've been working in journalism since 1999 and I love Twitter. I find it so helpful. Um, and I've also found loads of really interesting people to interview from Twitter. So a couple of examples are Hannah Capon from Canine Arthritis Management. I first came across her on Twitter probably about five years or so ago now. And I also came across Justine Williams from Our Family Dog. Justine runs a community for families and dog owners so they can ask questions and get support when they have a new dog. And that came from Twitter as well. So they are just two very quick examples. But over the years, whenever I've needed an expert, whenever, I'd need, whenever I've needed somebody to share their insights on consumer stories or animal stories, all kinds of different things, it's always Twitter where I go to. And I've also used Twitter to find... Um, brands for giveaways and for regular columns that I've worked on in newspapers so that is where I always go to if I'm looking to find experts. Now there are some Facebook Facebook groups that I use as well um, but 
we're talking about Twitter today. I have talked about the Facebook groups that you can use to go and get press coverage and I'll link to that episode in the show notes. But we're focusing on Twitter today. There are other places you can go and find experts on Facebook, but I just want to talk about Twitter. So let's say, for example, I was writing a story about... Uh, bullying or about relationships I might go on Twitter and say I'm writing a story about relationships for whatever newspaper it was or a national newspaper looking for a psychologist to comment on you know to help with expert comment on this story and then people can get in touch with me that way so that is how very briefly how I've used used Twitter as a journalist and I hope that gives you a bit of an insight into how you can contact journalists via Twitter So that's the next step I'm going to cover, how to connect with journalists and why Twitter is a really good platform to connect with them. So remember, the journalists are there to work, so it's less intrusive and it's easier to connect with them on Twitter than it is on other platforms. So while I do know of journalists who are happy to connect with people on Facebook or on Instagram or maybe on LinkedIn as well, Twitter is the main platform where they are actually working. They are looking for people they are asking for people to step forward and help them so twitter is definitely the place to go and connect journalists and it's also a lot easier to make an approach on twitter because they're actually asking for your help so they're talking about what they're writing about they're asking for people to come forward so it's a lot easier and i know some people might find it a little bit stalkerish to go and look at journalists on twitter but it really isn't that's what they are there to do they're there to work there to find people to help them to interview, to share their expert insights. So connecting with journalists on Twitter is a lot more appropriate, I feel, and a lot less intrusive than connecting with them on Facebook or Instagram. Um, LinkedIn, I'm finding quite a few clients are getting coverage from posting on LinkedIn and are getting found on LinkedIn, which is really brilliant. Journalists are on LinkedIn as well, but Twitter, as I say, is the main platform um, where they are hanging out. So... The other thing to think about on Twitter is that you are giving journalists what they want. So I find when I'm working with with clients and working with people in my free group and people who I chat to who've taken information from my challenge or from the podcast and they've gone and got coverage, one of the things they can feel a little bit hesitant about is going and making the approach and going and pitching and saying, getting in touch with the journalists and asking them to write about them. Now, what happens with Twitter is you are, you're turning it around slightly. So rather than you sending off a pitch and saying, hi, I'm, you know, will you write about my product or will you write about my puppy walks or whatever it is that you want to get out there? You don't actually have to do the pitching because they're asking for help. And if you can give them what they want, you are giving them the answer to their problem so it takes away that feeling any feeling of nerves that you might have any feeling of oh am I being a bit cheeky am I being a bit pushy takes all of that away because it's simply an exchange isn't it they're asking for help you're giving them help and you are starting on such a good footing because you're giving them what they want so it literally is just the case of okay the journalist on there saying what they want you're going to step forward you can help them brilliant everyone's a winner you get some fantastic coverage they get some help with their article and then you can turn that into a really great relationship moving forward so next thing to consider if you are listening and thinking okay i'm going to give this twitter log a go um, is to think about building relationships on twitter so just like any other situation when it comes to promoting your business you you know you warm people up you don't kind of just go on there and go oi journalist write about me 
So let's say if you really wanted to be in a particular newspaper and you've read a journalist, you've read stories by a journalist and you know they love writing about the particular animal or community that you serve, it could be a local newspaper, it could be national, it could be a magazine, what you can do is go and follow that journalist and go and build a relationship with them. So if they regularly write about pets and the animals that you take care of, you can start liking it when they share their articles. You can maybe comment and say, I really loved, really enjoyed reading that piece about, you know, how herbs can help cats when they're feeling anxious. You can go and start to build a relationship. So when, you know, they are going to start to see you as a nice, helpful person, and then you are just on their radar, aren't you? And then when it comes to the point where they've put something out there that you can maybe help them with, or if you're feeling brave and you're going to send them an email or send them a story idea, then they're already familiar with you and who you are and what you do. Now, I want to share a story with you about one of my lovely friends, Kerry Jordan. Kerry is a really good friend of mine and she's an awesome pet photographer. And she's also one of the first people who did my Get Your Pet Business in the Press program. So we were working together and it was two years ago now, it was just before the first lockdown hit and she came and joined my programme and it was really brilliant working with her and we continue to work together today. She's actually one of my group experts in the programme now, so she supports um, others in the group when it comes to photography. Anyway, Kerry is an awesome photographer, as you've probably guessed, and she really wanted to be in The Times and she'd found a writer from The Times on Twitter and she'd started doing a brilliant job of nurturing the relationship with her so whenever this lady was sharing her work or she was just having conversations and it felt appropriate Kerry would like or respond or reply or just share her thoughts on whatever the topic was so she was doing a really great job of building rapport and building a relationship with this lady and then it got to the point it's a little bit like dating really isn't it it got to the point where the reporter was liking Kerry's pictures and like in her posts and obviously Kerry's a dog photographer so the stuff that she's sharing is really striking it really shows up in the feed and you know it's the kind of thing that you can't help but warm to and I imagine at some point when Kerry has been doing a really great job of nurturing this relationship the reporter in question would have gone and had a look at what Kerry's doing and who can resist lovely photos of dogs so this goes on and Kerry did a really great job of building this relationship, as I have said several times now. And then it got to the point where Kerry was feeling brave and she thought, right, I really want to pitch to this reporter. And it was during the first lockdown when it had just hit and we were all at home and there was just so much uncertainty. And it was a really difficult time, obviously, for everybody. And I think newspapers were looking for all kinds of different stories, but a little bit of light relief from all of the all of the heavy news stories and all of the really um, challenging things that was going on in the world at that time. So Kerry went to this reporter and she sent over a pitch about you know how to use your time in lockdown to brush up on your photography skills and turn your dog into an Instagram sensation. And she put together this really brilliant pitch and this really brilliant article on how to take Insta-worthy photos of your dog. Anyway, the girl absolutely loved it and it led to Kerry getting a brilliant feature in the Times and they used a picture of David Gandhi in there as well. So it was like extra points um, for Kerry because it was just awesome. Really brilliant piece of coverage and, you know, highlighting Kerry from Fur and Fables, that's, a, that's the name of her photography business, as the expert. Kerry wrote all of the tips and it was just a really brilliant 
brilliant piece of publicity for her. So that's how you build relationships on Twitter. Um, you know, Kerry's example is a really, really good one. So we've talked about we've talked about why you should be on there. We've talked about how to connect with journalists. We've talked about why journalists are on there. We've talked about how to give them what they want, and we've talked about how to build relationships and nurture people on Twitter. Um, then a little, I'm going to talk a little bit about how to go about using it and how to go about using it in a really effective way so you get results quickly and you don't have to feel like it's taking over your life like other social media platforms might do. Like for example, if we think about how long does it take to make a reel like. Mine are very much um, rough and ready, but I see people talking about reels where they spend hours making them. Now, by going on Twitter, you can get press coverage and you can get amazing things from spending 10 minutes a day on it. So I'm now going to talk a little bit about how to use it. So the main thing for you to think about is using the journal request hashtag. So it's hashtag journo, J-O-U-R-N-O request. So that's R-E-Q. Q-U-E-S-T. Um, and if you're in America, then there's also Help a Reporter Out or HARO. Okay, so if you are going on Twitter and you search for journal request and dog or journal request and cat or journal request pets, it will bring up examples of stories um, of requests in that area. You can then, if appropriate, go and respond to them, put yourself forward um, and go and tell the journalist you can help them with their request. The other thing to think about on Twitter is to have a look at some of the um, matchmaking services as well that are on there. So there's a few um, that I have been having a look at this afternoon while I've been doing the research for this podcast. There's a really good one called Editorial. Now, there are a couple of options there. You can sign up and you can get free daily emails or you can sign up and get requests sent to you. And there's a small cost involved there. There's also Journolink. They compile different requests every day um, and also Media Matchmaker, which is you can have a free option or a paid for option. So they are compiling journal requests and sending them to brands, PRs and small businesses who might be able to help. So that can sometimes take a little bit of the time, um, the time commitment away because they're kind of curating the requests for you so that is how you can um help that there's some of the ways you can go about using it but the main thing is go and have a look at the journal request hashtag and you're going to see loads of great opportunities on there okay so finally i want to um, share some case studies of people who have used twitter and have done really well so i've got some actual direct quotes that i'm going to share with you but i just wanted to share another story and this is from suzanne gould who was another lady who was in the same intake two years ago when lockdown first hit um, as kerry and we were all working together on the publicity program and we were on a call one day, we were actually doing a Twitter class and I was talking about Twitter and I, and I just said, oh, do you know what, let's just go on Twitter and see what's going on on the journal request hashtag. And we went on there and I think there was like Suzanne was there, Kerry, Claire, Sarah, and there's a few other people on the live call. And we looked on there and there was a request and it was from a lady from the Telegraph saying, I'm looking to share, I'm looking to find stories about people who are doing positive things for their local community. And Suzanne Gould was there. She's a dog trainer in Edinburgh. And what she'd done is she created this Facebook group. And it was where she was sharing daily tips on how dog owners in Edinburgh could keep their dogs entertained during lockdown. And it was at the time when we were only allowed out for an hour a day. So Suzanne was doing a brilliant job running this Facebook group, keeping everyone's spirits up, bless her, and sharing all these great things to do with your dog. Anyway, she got in touch with the girl from The Telegraph and she got this gorgeous feature in The Telegraph with a link to her website and 
you know, really shining the spotlight on her as like a lockdown hero, which was just brilliant. And that was from literally 10 minutes on Twitter, sending a reply to a tweet. So it was really, really great. So I'm going to go through some of the comments I shared. Um, I shared a quick, can you help me in my um, membership community, with where, which is where my clients hang out. And I said, can you help me and give me some examples of how Twitter has worked really well for your business? So I'm going to share some of them with you now. Okay, so first up is Karen Rhodes, who was on the podcast last week. She talked, she said, I responded to a journal request last week from someone wanting a case study on loneliness and being interviewed on Tuesday. Karen added, Theopathetis Small Business Sunday is good to enter too. If you win, you're listed on his website, which has great domain authority. Joe Milnes, who's also won Theopathetis' Small Business Sunday, said, definitely it increased my profile and I had press coverage in local press and pet business world as well after winning SBS. Joe Milnes also had a Awareness Day, Muddy Dog Day, and she talked about how that trended on Twitter. She said, I never thought, never even thought of Awareness Days. The first ever Muddy Dog Day trended on Twitter as well. So brilliant uh, Twitter exposure there for Joe Milnes. Um, then we have got, then we have got um, Kim O'Donnell. Kim runs Leo, Charlie and Me, a pet accessories company. She's had loads of really great coverage. And she said, I've featured in Gift Guides, Good Housekeeping, Boots Magazine and won SBS last March. That led to the unbelievable chance to exhibit at the Autumn Fair. So Twitter is full of opportunities for small businesses. Ali Smith from the Remarkable blog uh, says, it's how I got into Unilad. It's also how I got into Penny Hoarder, Eating Well and Spruce Pets. So Ali is over in the States and all of those outlets, if you're not familiar with them, are really big um, outlets in America. Michelle Burgess from Scruffy Little Terrier says, I was featured in Team Dogs via Twitter, won SBS last February. The first National Terrier Day was trending on the day and I've also featured in a, a few gift guides through Twitter as well. So that's really great for her product business. And then Louise Humphrey, who is a Pilates instructor and also has a Canicross business. Now she's, I know, she hasn't mentioned this in this thread, but I know that she became a Telegraph lockdown hero and that was because I think of Twitter. So Louise said, I love Twitter. As well as journal requests, I found my tribe on Twitter. It's how I found out about Canicross and how I met my co-host for the podcast. So that's really awesome, isn't it? Brilliant example. I mean, Louise found an entire community on Twitter for her running, um, her dog running business and also her Pilates business and she's had brilliant, brilliant uh, press coverage from it as well. So I hope that that has um, helped you see Twitter in a bit of a different light if you were a little bit anti-Twitter before. My final thoughts, Jerry Springer style, on Twitter is this. If you're a nice person on Twitter, you will really reap the rewards. You might see opportunities on there that might not work for you, but if you know somebody who can help, then that's going to stand you in really good stead when the journalist has got an opportunity that is right for you. So go on Twitter, have a look around, don't be intimidated by it. You don't have to wade into any great big political debate, just do what feels comfortable for you. That might be liking a few tweets, maybe doing a few retweets, maybe replying, talking to your friends on there, and then just building up um, how you use the platform. Go and build relationships, go and give value, um, and think of it as being like a party as well. So you wouldn't barge up to a journalist at a party and say, 
you know, write about me. But at the same time, you are at a party where loads of journalists are hanging out and you've got the opportunity to go and contact them, to go and chat to them, to go and engage with them and to go and really make a great impression on them as well. So do go and try out Twitter. Do please follow me and give me a wave on there or, um, you know, do feel free to reply or chat to me on Twitter. I'm at Rachel Spencer UK. I'd love to see you um, getting into Twitter. And if you do have any results from Twitter as well, if you go on there and you get a great media opportunity, then do let me know. I always love to hear how you get on and when you get brilliant press coverage. So keep me posted with how you get on, on Twitter and I'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.